Socialism, Communism, and Capitalism. Socialism is an economic system in which the community or state controls the production and distribution of resources in order to increase social and economic equality. Generally, in socialist systems, the state or community, rather than individuals, owns resources such as land and business. Communism is a political stage that can be achieved after socialism. Under communism, there would be no social classes, property ownership, or even government. Although communism has never been achieved by any state in the modern world, people in the United States usually refer to the Soviet Union as a communist country. Capitalism is an economic system in which resources are all or mostly owned by individuals and operated for profit. Production and distribution of goods is left up to individuals and market forces, such as supply and demand. For much of the 20th century, the United States acted on the belief of, that the world was divided into two camps, governments supportive of communism and those supportive of capitalism. For a while, the U.S. government believed that all communists took orders from and acted on behalf of the Soviet Union, which was seen as a mortal enemy of the United States. Many within capitalist countries opposed socialism because communism threatened the property rights of individuals who owned land or businesses in socialist countries. Part one, exploring Russia's past. In 1835, Alexis de Tocqueville, a French aristocrat and world traveler, predicted the United States and Russia would eventually dominate the world. At the time of Tocqueville's observation, international power was concentrated in Western Europe, particularly in Britain and France. Tocqueville saw virtually endless potential in the United States and Russia. America's conquests are made with plowshares, Russia's with the sword. Nevertheless, each seems called by some secret desire of providence one day to hold in its hands the destinies half the world. Alexis de Tocqueville, 1835. In terms of geography, the United States and Russia had much in common. Both were enormous countries with vast frontiers and natural resources. But whereas two great oceans protected the United States from overseas aggression and provided accessible ports, Russia was militarily vulnerable and economically isolated. The broad plains that sweep across Europe into the Russian heartland left Russia open to invasion from the West throughout its history. In addition, Russia's lack of ice-free ports, limited trade, and the strength of the Russian Navy. As Tocqueville noted, geography placed both the United States and Russia on the path to world power. Geography also accounted for many of the differences between the two societies. In contrast to the democratic federal system of the United States, Russia in the 19th century was a highly centralized authoritarian state. The Russian czars, a word that comes from the Roman title of Caesar, ruled their empire with almost unrestrained power. Government resources supported a huge military. What concerns did U.S. and Russian leaders share? Despite their political differences, U.S. and Russian leaders shared a common concern during much of the 19th century, the British Empire. While the United States feared British meddling in North America, Russia competed with Britain 
for influence in the Middle East and Central Asia. During the Crimean War of 1853 to 56, the United States favored Russia in its conflict with Britain, France, and Ottoman Turkey. 40 U.S. doctors even went to Russia as volunteers to treat wounded Russian soldiers. Mistrust of Britain also helped pave the way for U.S.-Russian agreement on the sale of Alaska. In the early 19th century, Russia, Britain, the United States, and Spain each claimed territory on the Pacific coast of North America. Russian explorers reached North America by way of Alaska, making their first expeditions in the 1740s. By the 1780s, the Russian presence extended as far south as California. Like the Spanish colonies in the Southwest, Russian trading posts were sparsely settled and poorly defended. Russian officials worried that the British, who at the time controlled Canada, would seek to expand into Alaska. The Russians saw the United States as a counterweight to Britain and were eager to open negotiations with Washington. In 1867, the two sides quickly agreed that the United States would buy the huge territory of Alaska for $7 million. We did not know in the entire world two states which could offer each other so many qualities, promising friendship and alliances, Russia and the United States of America. Russian Stock Reports, 1868. The U.S.-Russian relations took a turn for the worst when the United States began competing for territory and economic power at the turn of the century. With victory in the Spanish-American War of 1898, the United States acquired colonies in the Caribbean and the Pacific. In addition, U.S. trade with Asia and U.S. naval power grew. As a result, U.S. and Russian ambitions increasingly came into conflict. In China, for example, the United States' desire for open trading relations collided with Russia's efforts to control the northeastern Chinese province of Manchuria. The creation of the Soviet Union. World War I forever changed U.S.-Russian relations and the balance of power in Europe. United States entered the war in April 1917 on the side of Russia, Britain, and France, the Allied powers. President Woodrow Wilson, 1913 to 1921, and a great majority of U.S. citizens had vigorously opposed U.S. involvement when fighting broke out in Europe in August 1914. But German submarine attacks against U.S. ships and a growing fear that Germany would emerge as the dominant power in Europe convinced Wilson to join the Allies. By the time the United States entered the war, Russia was in chaos. On the battlefront, the Russian army had suffered nearly 4 million deaths and lost huge amounts of land to Germany. Politically, Tsar Nicholas II had been forced from power in March 1917. A newly established democratic government had vowed to continue the war, but increasing misery and instability undermined both the war effort and the new government. In November 1917, Vladimir Lenin led a communist revolution in Russia. Lenin proclaimed a worker state and pulled Russia out of the war. Why was the United States suspicious of Lenin? The West, the United States and Western European countries like Britain and France, was suspicious of Lenin. In the short term, Lenin's decision to sign a separate 
peace treaty with Germany increased the military pressure on the remaining allies. More unsettling for the long term was Lenin's plan to spread the communist revolution worldwide. The allies sent small contingents of troops to Russia to aid forces inside the country opposing the communists. Nevertheless, by 1921, the communists had established control over much of the old Russian empire. The following year, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, or USSR, or Soviet Union, was officially formed. The Soviets watched as the United States, Britain, and France created a new international system after the surrender of Germany and other central powers in November 1918. At the peace conference in Paris, the Allies redrew Russia's frontier without inviting its new leaders to participate. The Baltic states of Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, as well as Finland, were created from the old Russian Empire's lands. Most of Poland was also created from the territory of the Russian Empire, while Romania received the former Russian province of Bessarabia. Why was the Soviet Union excluded from the League of Nations? The Soviets were also prevented from joining the League of Nations, a global organization that... Why was the Soviet Union excluded from the League of Nations? The Soviets were also prevented from joining the League of Nations, a global organization that was designed to settle international disputes and prevent aggression. The U.S. Senate voted against U.S. membership in the League in 1920, even though U.S. President Wilson had played a leading role in creating the organization. The Allies' goal was to isolate the Soviet Union internationally and block the spread of communism. Why did Joseph Stalin industrialize the Soviet Union? Communism made little progress after World War I beyond the borders of the old Russian Empire. Lenin's successor, Joseph Stalin, turned the attention of the Soviet Union away from pursuing a worldwide revolution and toward industrializing the struggling Soviet economy. Stalin believed that in the Soviet Union, Stalin believed that the Soviet Union had to industrialize at all costs in order to compete against the capitalist countries. To achieve his goals, Stalin created a command economy. Under Stalin's rule, the state controlled all aspects of economic activity and directed the distribution of goods for the whole country. Government planners made every decision from how much wheat would be grown to how many shoes would be manufactured. Soviet communism represented a rejection of the capitalist system of the United States. Britain and other Western countries where most economic decisions were made by individual producers and consumers. The Soviet economic experiment was admired by some in the United States and Europe, especially after an economic depression struck in 1929. Some observers found the concept of government control over the economy attractive. Others supported the emphasis on equality that was central to communist ideology. In the early 1930s, when one quarter of the labor force in the United States was unemployed, Stalin could claim that the state provided everyone with a job in the Soviet Union. Meanwhile, the closed nature of Soviet society smothered news about Stalin's reign of terror and network of prison camps. More than 10 million died as a result of Stalin's policies. A single death is a tragedy. 
A million deaths is a statistic. Josef Stalin. How did the rise of Hitler change perceptions of the Soviet Union? In the 1930s, the rise of Nazi Germany under Adolf Hitler was forced the leaders of the United States, Britain, and France to reconsider the balance of power in Europe. Containing German aggression became their chief foreign policy goal. As a result, perceptions of the Soviet Union quickly shifted. Western leaders now saw the Soviets as a potential ally against Germany. In 1933, the United States established diplomatic relations with the Soviet Union. The following year, the Soviets were admitted to the League of Nations. Hitler and Stalin believed that war between German Nazism and Soviet communism was inevitable. During the 1930s, both leaders moved forward with plans to expand their militaries rapidly. Between 1933 and 1938, German defense spending increased ninefold, while the Soviets raised their military expenditures to 15 times their original levels. By 1938, Germany's defense budget was the largest in the world, five times higher than that of the United States. What were the results of the Pact of Steel? In August 1939, Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union stunned the West by signing a non-aggression treaty. But the next month, Germany invaded Poland from the West. A few weeks later, the Soviets invaded from the East. The so-called Pact of Steel proved temporary. In June 1941, Hitler directed his armed forces against the Soviet Union. The German invasion of the Soviet Union was the first step in Hitler's plan to repopulate the vast plains of the Soviet Union with German colonists. The struggle between the Nazis and the Soviets was titanic. The Soviet Union lost 27 million people and saw its land devastated by the German military onslaught. At the Battle of Stalingrad alone, the death toll suffered by the Soviet army was more than three times the number of U.S. deaths for the entire war. During World War II, the Soviet Union and the United States were allied against Germany. The United States provided the Soviet Union with roughly $11 billion, $130 billion today, worth of military supplies, as well as crucial intelligence on German military operations. The shipment of 200 U.S. fighter craft, for example, allowed the Soviets to carry out an important counteroffensive against the Nazis in December 1941. What was the outcome of the Yalta Conference? By the time Joseph Stalin met U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt and British Prime Minister Winston Churchill at the Black Sea Resort of Yalta in February 1945, the Soviets were prepared to play a decisive role in post-war Europe. Stalin could rightfully claim that his country had shouldered the greatest burdens in fighting the Germans. Uncle Joe, as Stalin was known to many U.S. citizens during the war, had also convinced Roosevelt that the Soviets were reliable allies. At Yalta, Stalin pledged to help the United States defeat Japan once the war with Germany was over. In exchange, the United States allowed the Soviets to have a greater role in shaping the future of Eastern Europe. How did the end of World War II affect the world's leading powers? When soldiers from the United States and the Soviet Union shook hands on the banks of the Elba River 
In central Germany on April 25, 1945, it marked the beginning of a new international order. World War II had crippled the old European power system. Nazi Germany was defeated and destroyed. Britain had bankrupted its economy to achieve victory. France and Italy faced poverty and social upheaval. The Allies divided Germany into zones of occupation. Eastern Germany was controlled by the Soviet Union. Western Germany was occupied by the United States, Britain, and France. Among the leading powers, only the United States and the Soviet Union emerged from the war stronger. The United States stood unrivaled as the most powerful country on earth. Spared from attack, the U.S. economy had soared out of the Great Depression to produce much of the equipment needed for the Allied war effort. Moreover, the United States in 1945 possessed the world's most advanced military and the only atomic weapons. The Soviet Union was a formidable force as well. Despite their enormous war losses, the Soviets had built up an army of 12 million soldiers to defeat Nazi Germany. What did Winston Churchill mean by the Iron Curtain? The alliance of World War II quickly dissolved once the fighting ended. By February 1946, Stalin predicted the conflict between communism and capitalism would lead to a new war. Meanwhile, his troops remained firmly in place throughout much of Eastern Europe. British Prime Minister, Prime Minister Winston Churchill had warned his U.S. allies of the Soviet threat, even while World War II was raging. In 1946, after losing the prime minister's post, he became more convinced that Stalin was seeking to divide Europe in two. In March, Churchill presented his concerns to a U.S. audience in Fulton, Missouri. From Stettin in the Baltic to Trieste in Adriatic, an iron curtain has descended across the continent. Behind that line lie all the capitals of the ancient states of Central and Eastern Europe. Warsaw, Berlin, Prague, Vienna, Budapest, Belgrade, Bucharest, and Sofia. All these famous cities and the populations around them lie in what I must call the Soviet sphere. Winston Churchill, March 5th, 1946.